welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I chat with Christina Kubicek. Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I will bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. All right, so Christina is a health coach who works with people one-on-one, teaching them the skills and tools they need to live the healthiest and happiest life. She has delicious holiday. She has a delicious holiday cookbook that is sold on Amazon, and she creates and builds kitchen and pantry makeovers, meal plans, recipes, and shows you firsthand on her YouTube channel. So Christina is someone that I actually met at Lori Harder's Bliss Project this past year. We were volunteers together, and so we actually were also roommates. And so I got to know Christina, and I really loved her um, story and her energy and just her positivity because she'll share with you um, in the beginning of this episode just a pivotal moment in her life. And it definitely is something that um, is a first for, I think, any of the guests I've had on. It's just a severe, severe accident that she had and how she kind of has overcome that and, um, you know, had, it took, you know, multiple years to kind of work through the, just the injury itself. So she shares about the mindset and what it took to kind of work through all of that and how she has left her teaching job and now has started her own business. So, um, I hope you guys really enjoy this episode and enjoy Christina as much as I do. Welcome to the peaceful power podcast. Today I have my former roommate on with me. So we roomed together at this year's bliss project, um, Christina Kubicek. And I'm super excited to introduce you guys to her. If you have not been following her stuff, she is a whiz in the kitchen and cleaning up pantries and anything nutrition. So um, I'm going to kind of throw it over to you, Christina, and I want you to kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm so excited to be on today. Thanks for having me. I am a health coach. I was a school teacher actually for 15 years, and I just kept wanting to do something with fitness and health and nutrition and eventually went back to school and got my health coaching degree. And from there, I started up my health coaching business, and that was probably two years ago. We're going to jump into like a deep part of Christina's story. And um, I, you didn't share this with me, I don't think, until maybe the second day. And it's a really compelling story. So I would love to have you kind of share some of your story and the accident and how you've kind of been working through that. See, where do I start? (laughs) Well, uh, I had a lot of brothers growing up. So being introduced to motorcycles at a very young age and dirt bikes um, was pretty common thing in my household. Um, So that's how I ended up with a motorcycle of my own. Because a lot of people, when I tell this story, they're like, wow, what do you mean you have a motorcycle? (laughs) So that's where that came from. Um, But... uh, When I was 23, um, I was on my motorcycle, and I was hit and run over by an SUV. I was making a left-hand turn, and she went to pass me um, on the left. So she hit me from behind, and I didn't see her hit me, so I didn't even know what was going on when I popped up into the air. And when I landed, she and she stopped her car she was actually on top of me crushing me and she didn't know that either so thankfully a nice lady across the street came out of her house 
and banged down her window and she car in reverse and rolled off of me. But um, what happened was there, so it was basically, she crushed me. So it was like uh, a forward motion and then back again. And unfortunately that, you know, I sustained multiple injuries, broken bones, skin burns. And the worst part of it was um, she basically severed my left ankle. Mm. Okay. So when you have a broken bone in your body, let's say your arm or your leg, you have your skin running over the bone with blood flowing over it. And that basically is a big part of how your bone heals. So while everything was crushed in my ankle and then severe road rash, and it wasn't just bone that was crushed, you know, it was muscles and tendons and all that good stuff that's in our body. So they really didn't know what to do. Um, They were thinking about, you know, just removing my foot and like, well, your tibia and fibia are crushed that way. I mean, literally in an L shape the other way from my knee, explains it correctly. And so um, I said, basically had one of the most defining moments in my life, just looking at the doctor and saying, you guys are going to save my foot and my leg or I don't want to live. And they're like, oh God. I mean, she's not just talking like a bratty kid here. Like she, we've got to figure this out. (laughs) So they ended up doing a bunch of experimental surgeries. um, And we're trying to figure out, you know, you've probably heard of a skin graft where they take skin from a part of your body and place it over maybe someone who's had a burn wound or such. The angle was too destroyed to just do a skin graft. So they actually ended up using my lower left ab muscles. Um, And this was all, like I said, experimental. They had never done it before. So we were just, or I should say they were just trying it. Mm -hmm. Um, So they used my lower ab muscles in my ankle to kind of fill it in or rebuild it, as you would say. Mm -hmm. And then they used some skin grafts for my left hip. And we just prayed and hoped for the best. And... thankfully that took, but it was, um, after about three or so months being in the hospital, not only being in the hospital, but being completely horizontal. Now imagine getting your muscles taken out of your stomach. So you can't sit up prior to that. I couldn't really sit up. Um, so being in the intensive care unit, I just remember looking out the window and being like, all I wanted to do every day was to be able to sit up and look out the window one day. Mm. That's all I looked forward to. People would come in like visitors and say, talk about the weather. I'm like, I can't even imagine what fresh air feels like right now. Mm. Um, So those kinds of thoughts went through my head, like just really longing for the very simple pleasures in life, like being able to go outside, being able to sit up, being able to not have a feeding tube or all those nasty things that go on when you're in the hospital. Mm. Um, I went home after a few months. Oh, I only went home because I had to. So like your insurance, like that was already extremely a long amount of time for me to be in the hospital. 
And then um, they wanted me to go to a nursing home to continue care there. Well, in my mind, I didn't know nursing homes were also for people who are recovering from accidents. I just thought it was for elderly people. Mm. So I was like, I'm not going to a nursing home. Like, I just want to go home then. So they sent me home with um, pick line in my arm, which is basically just a tube that goes inside your forearm all the way up to your shoulder, down to your chest. So um, it's a way they can um, give you any kind of medication that you like an IV at home kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So I went home with a pick line and a nurse that would come over every day. Um, and then to make matters a little more difficult when you're just starting to see the light in this, um, I think I just had taken my first sponge bath by myself, put on a clean shirt, like in bed. And within like 10 minutes, I had this extreme pain in my leg and my ankle. Mm-hmm. And I just told my mom, um, so it's you know, at their house, I said, something's wrong. This hurts worse than when there was a car stopped on top of me. Like it's beyond the level 10 pain. I just know something's way wrong. So she calls the doctor. The doctor said, we'll bring her into the hospital. So immediately they put me in a CAT scan and it seemed like they just ripped me out right away. Um, Brought in a huge syringe and found that I had a major staph infection. Oh my gosh. So then they had to take um, me into surgery right away, um, take all the hardware out. I don't know how many plates, well, I do know how many plates and drywall screws that were in. Oh my gosh. Leg and ankle. So I took that out and then I had to stay there to basically heal this mass infection and see if it would actually heal. Um, but with that came a lot more, um, limited my mobility even Mm. more with the injury. Um, just an infection can do that. Then I think that was about another month or so I was in the hospital and then I came back home to my parents' house and, um, it took me, I spent the next, I think, year, year and a half learning how to walk again. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah, and this wasn't even, a, we weren't even for sure if I was going to be able to do that. You know, it was like several weeks of just step by step. First learning how to stand up and hold on to my dresser for a couple of weeks without being so dizzy and falling over. Mm. Yep, just little by little by little. And here I am today. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, thank you for sharing your story. Cause I mean, when you shared it with me, I was like, oh my gosh. Cause you, I think the first day when we were volunteering, you know, you're kind of like, oh, my ankle's a little sore and swollen. And I didn't, you know, cause I, you just said, you just kind of have an injury. And I was like, okay. So, you know, I'm used to hearing that being a trainer. And then we went to yoga and I just saw how swollen your ankle was. And that was at the beginning of the day. And I'm like, are you going to make it through the rest of volunteering? And then you shared with me, you know, your story. And I was like, oh my gosh, like for me, like the mindset piece sticks out tremendously. Like what, 
what have you told yourself or how did you even, you know, kind of go through all that, especially not knowing if you were going to walk again and, you know, just the, I mean, you have to be so resilient to fight through all of those things just to be finally out of the hospital and then get pulled back into the hospital and then, you know, learning how to walk again. And I mean, that to me is amazing. So how do you kind of tell yourself, keep going? Um, I think I really just thought, I mean, immediately when the doctors looked at me the first time and there was that contemplation of like saving my foot or leg. And I said, look, I am 23 years old. Like I, we're going to do something about this. Um, I think I just didn't want to live the rest of my life. Um, with like a major problem or setback, I should say. Mm. Um, and I think just those long, dark days and nights of being in the hospital, that's all that went through. Well, that's not all. Let me tell you, there was a lot that went through my <laughs> mind. But there was um, a lot of the days were spent just wishing and hoping, like I said, for those little things in life. Mm. Um, and just being so grateful for them. Like, I'll never forget that feeling for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Mm. Do you have any like tips for someone who might say that, oh, I have this thing. And like, for instance, like you go to yoga class, you like to practice yoga regularly um, for maybe helping people kind of, you know, get over that. But I have this injury. I can't do that thing. Well, lucky for me, I mean, like I said, I'm permanently limited um, with my range of motions and things I can do. For example, when I go to yoga, a lot of the poses um, I have to modify, which if you're lucky like me and have really great yoga teachers will help you with that kind of stuff. <laughs> my advice would be if you have a, you know, like a lifelong injury like mine or um, an injury that just needs some time to heal. I usually think about telling people to focus on what their body can do. So let's say you broke an arm while well, your legs work. You may not be able to lift weights with your arms, but you can spend every day going for a jog or a walk or a hike. Yes. So there's so many parts of your body that I think people there's a lot of times people throw in the towel easily when they are sick or they have something wrong. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, your limit don't completely push it, but mm -hmm. focus on the things, uh, focus on what you can do is what my advice would be. Mm, I like that. Um, yeah, I, I think I completely agree with that. Cause that's, I see a gal at the gym actually, who I think I haven't asked her, um, trainer yet, but I'm pretty sure she tore her rotator cuff just based on the sling that she has and the way her arm is sit, like just holding against her body. And I am like, wow, she's still in here. She gets on a bike, you know, and she still bikes. She does some stretching and some light leg work, you know, and like things like that, where you're like, I'm not going to make this injury limit me for the time being, you know, just doing what you can. So I think that's definitely something that many people can take into their lives. You know, how can I make this work? So I love that advice. Definitely. So besides the fitness, you also are passionate about eating and nutrition. And one thing that you shared with me is that you love to eat by yourself. I personally, 
I love to do things by myself as well. I just shared with someone. I was like, I sat at the Hillary Duff um, concert when I was like in college by myself in the front row with like a bunch of 10 year olds because my friend bailed on me last minute and the usher <laughs> where our seat was, this person was sitting there and he goes, oh, you know, where's the rest of your party? I'm like, oh, it's just me. And he was like, oh, well, I'm just going to bring you to the front row because we have an extra seat there. And I was like, okay. So me and the dads were sitting because I didn't want to stand. So like most people probably wouldn't have went to the concert, but I love to do, I mean, I'm like, why not? Why not go by myself? Now, ironically, I was like, no one's going to know I'm here because this was back before social media. And my, my high school boyfriend, his best friend happened to be an usher and is behind the stage and stares at me like, I'm like, oh my gosh, shoot. Now everyone's going to know from my, at this concert. Like, oh. more embarrassing probably being at the Hillary Duff concert than even being by myself. But you know, so, I love it. Yeah. That's where I'm like, who knew stuff like that? Like going out by yourself and being adventurous. Um, what kind of tips do you have for someone if they're like, I want to go out and have these adventures, you know, and I know you go to restaurants by yourself, which can also be super intimidating to people. Yeah, I don't know. That's super not intimidating to me. <laughs> not sure if it came from, um, so about almost four years ago, I moved, um, to Arizona from Illinois and I didn't know anyone. I wanted to make friends. I wanted to get out. I moved here because I love the area. So I always just wanted to be out being in the community. Um, and I love food. So in nutrition, so I wanted to go out to all the new foodie places and they always have really good food, um, happy hours with food and such. So, um, yeah. Also, I found that to be a great tip is your food and happy hour tip. So I love that. Like yeah. if you're looking to save money too, like happy hour time is a great time to go. Yeah. And Hey, I mean, I love going to, um, out to eat early. I like, I like eating dinner early anyway, mm -hmm. I'm going to bed early. So it fit in perfectly with my plan. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, and then even more so, I mean, I still love going out to dinner with people too and trying their recommendations and eating with groups too. And I love cooking with people too. And I think that makes for a really fun night. Mm -hmm. Um, but um, also traveling alone is really great too. If mm. I could recommend any advice for anyone is to go on a trip alone. Like even if you have to start small, oh, so that's what my advice would be is to start small. Um, if they're nervous about going out to eat, you know, mm. it's a happy hour thing where it's not like super crowded, um, going early, just get something small mm -hmm. and leave. Do you bring a book or anything or are you on your phone or do you try to just be present? Um, usually it depends on what time of day. So I'm a busy worker. Like my working hours are from the morning and through, um, well, depends, but like late afternoon, I'll bring my laptop. And then I would say like dinner time and stuff. I usually, I don't like, I'll just bring me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so what about like nutrition then? Like if anyone's looking, cause I know that you cut out sugar out of your diet. Um, what are some tips for people who maybe are looking to cut out sugar or just nutrition tips in general for people? Yeah. All right. So cutting out sugar, um, 
I used to be a sugar addict. And I mean, that exactly is what I'm saying. I literally would eat those just like the chewy candies, like jujubes or um, anything like kind of chewy. And literally, I couldn't go through one day without eating a box of like chewy, chewy candy. And I'm like, this is so weird. Okay, tomorrow I'm going to try not to eat it. And I literally couldn't do it. So um, what helped me and the advice I would give is to make sure um, you're drinking a lot of greens and eating a lot of greens every day. Mm. Because usually when you're in sugar craving, your body's craving some kind of vitamins and nutrients, you're not giving it. Um, And so the more vitamins and nourishment you're giving your body, the less cravings you're going to have. So um, I make sure I eat greens every day, drink green juices or smoothies or whatever form it's in, and a lot of it. And I... I still can't even believe it sometimes this day that I don't eat candy every day. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest one. Like the not like needing to, or like wanting or craving. Um, Oh yeah. I need to go through that again. I have, I'm going to do a, um, I like to do two detoxes a year, one in the spring and one in the fall. And that's my time to kind of reset everything. Cause in Ayurveda, those are the two times a year to do one. So that's kind of my goal is to get back into the swing of things. And I'm like, you know what, why start again? Um, You know, during that detox week or 10 days, why not just start now? Because for them, the principles are early, lighter dinners. You know, it's stuff that I know I should intuitively be doing and I don't always. And it's the snacks that they, so in Ayurveda, they don't believe in snacks, which I find to be still my Achilles heel. And I'm, I have an accountability partner and we are actually texting each other now every day, like, how did it go to try to like get back onto the program? Cause we know our bodies don't need it. We're just doing it out of habit or boredom. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the thing is checking in with it. Cause in the morning, sometimes I really do need one after a workout different than in the afternoons when like I give my son a snack, which maybe he doesn't even need one either. You know, like it's not like he's asking for one. So it's just those little habits and those patterns that we've gotten into And that's the hardest thing is trying to get out of those. So maybe even finding someone that you can text and be like, hey, no sugar today, or maybe keep track of it on a calendar, you know, to kind of help hold yourself accountable um, and making those little steps. So I think that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm all for cleanses too. I'm a huge cleanser. Yeah. So what about um, if someone's like, how do I find the right nutrition plan to work for me? Because they might know that diets are not great, uh, but they want to do something. So how do they kind of find that right program for themselves? Um, I think everybody has to keep in mind, they forget something that's really simple is that everybody's so different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the plans that involve something really well-rounded So plans that involve a balanced lifestyle that teaches more than just about food and workouts, but it includes mindset and self-care. So it's like the whole picture of their life, not just the two components, but how are you balancing all of it so it can work for you? 
Yes. Um, and then if they're kind of like looking at something, cause I know you have a 30 day reset program. Like, can you tell us a little bit about what that 30 day reset program looks like? And uh, maybe that could be a good jump start for people. Yeah. So my 30 day reset starts with a cleanse, um, it's cleaning the body out in a gentle way um, and delicious way. <laughs> so it includes healthy recipes. Um, it has a journal component. Um, there's some work like that in there. They have, um, they can contact me and I can, I'll work one-on-one -on -one with them as they go through it. And there's some audio components as well. Perfect. And then what about, I know you also have a holiday cookbook. So where can people find that? Oh, my holiday cookbook is on Amazon, and that's 25 holiday delicious recipes that are um, minimal ingredients, so they're easy to make. They're with real ingredients, so they taste good. And yeah, that's on Amazon. Perfect. And I'll put a link to that, too, in the show notes for everyone. Uh, and then where can we find you? Like, where can we connect with you at? Let's see. I'm on uh, my website. My website is christinakubitschek.com. Um, and so is everything else. So Instagram, Christina Kubitschek. And I have a YouTube channel that's Christina Kubitschek, the Feel Good Foodie. And you'll find several of my videos where I'm cooking and teaching you how to make a delicious recipe. Mm. And I'm also on Facebook. Perfect. And I will put those also in that show notes. Um, so my last question, cause I always like to finish with a weekly challenge. So, um, I give out a weekly challenge to the listeners, but when I have guests on, I have you guys throw out a weekly challenge to everyone. What would you like that to be? Ooh. Okay. My challenge would be for them to eat or drink greens every day. And I would actually even specifically say, do it in the morning, first thing, after whatever ritual you have in the morning, um, because then you'll never forget to include it later in the day. So eat greens or drink greens every day. Yes, that's a great one. And I, I think that one is a new one as well. So I love it. Uh, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure getting to chat with you, Christina. I am super excited to get back in touch with you um, after our experience this year at the Bliss Project. So it was great chatting. Thanks so much for having me. I had a nice time. Yay. And everyone, go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com, where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.